The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the SEO manager for MediaWiz. Happy New Year! How are you Happy doing there, John? New Year! Happy New Decade! Yeah. Decade. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and what nice. it was? I heard a fact that the Rolling Stones was still came out on top for the most money made in the last decade. Really? Isn't that wow. Crazy? <laughs> it's just. I would. I think the Led Zeppelin concert would have put them in the running. You think? But no, I think the second was Dave Matthews. Wow. Yeah. And I don't, I, apparently there's a lot of people debating between the two. You know. I don't send either one, so. <laughs> oh, I, I love Dave Matthews. Stones, well, you can't really go wrong, but I'm a little bored of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the music for both, too, but it's not, not what I normally listen to, so. Uh, well, today, we were just trying to hammer out some ideas we had a list from our last show and we couldn't remember exactly everything we went through so what the hell we made a new list <laughs> and uh, today's list talks first about the real-time earthquake uh, coverage on Google now you were mentioning Matt Cutts was talking about it yeah it was interesting I don't know if it, there was an earthquake in the um, where was that at it was like Sandwich the, Islands Sandwich Islands. It wasn't a huge one. It was out of California. It was like a 4.1 magnitude, but it was enough to, you know, oh. people noticed. <laughs> oh, no, you mean the San Francisco one. That was 4.1. The Sandwich yeah, yeah. Islands was 7.8 or something. No, no, this is, this is the one in the Bay Area. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, right. So, so after the earthquake hit, um, of course, all the wonderful search and Internet technologies kicked in. People started tweeting. People started writing. You know, all that happens. And Matt went online and put a quick little timeline about how Google real-time search reacted and, and handled this, this event. And it was kind of interesting. Um, just read, read his list real quick. At 10.10, the earthquake happened. Um, and technically, it was 10.09 and 35 seconds. Um, so at 10.11... Um, the government started to track the earthquake. At 10.12, the one box triggered for social search, uh, real-time search in Google. So within two minutes of the the earthquake actually happening, the one box for real-time search was showing in the results and showing people's tweets and, you know, everything that was happening related to that. Um, That was even before the... uh, um, USGS gave it a designation of 4.1 before they even determined how strong it was. Google has already had the real-time search, and it's kind of interesting, especially seeing how new real-time search is that it's that's happening that quick. But I guess I'm personally not sure how great that is. What do you think, Ross? Is that really that awesome? No, I mean something that USGS, you know. If things take time in real time, it's usually because they're trying to make sure it's authoritative. I mean, okay, this is the USGS. It should be instantaneous, practically. Um, 
you'd think, you know, they're waiting the two minutes. What are they doing? Waiting to find out whether or not it's real. I mean, checking for collaborative well, evidence does make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know the the. I guess maybe the, maybe the two minutes was actually gathering enough data of people actually um, talking about it in in because you know it's real time search. They're looking at social media. They're looking for people to, to writing about it or sure. tweeting about it. So maybe it took that amount of time to find the information. So I mean, people were obviously probably tweeting about the earthquake as it was happening. But, you know, I think that Google's real-time one box is supposed to trigger before that even happens so that when people start talking about it, it instantaneously shows up within results. In his sense, he said two minutes before it triggered. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, two minutes afterwards it triggered. But how can it do it before people start talking about it? Because it's all algorithmic, so, I mean, it's not going to be – it's going to be based on what it finds, so it can't really trigger before it finds anything, I wouldn't think. Well, it it, – yes, I don't know. There is a flaw in this, but if they thought, or say Google finds this this obviously momentous event, I mean, they should be able to consider that you know, they should have triggers, earthquake, bang, this is a momentous event, especially in San Francisco area. I don't know. This kind of filters, I suppose, may not exist. But when they do that, then the one box should be triggered, not necessarily showing up, but triggered so that when, as soon as tw- tweets start happening, it's, it's ready to go. I don't know whether that's the case, though. Here's another question. Wonder, and it would be interesting if he could have put this information in his post. Wonder how long it was after the earthquake happened until people started searching for information about it. Maybe they didn't start searching for two minutes. Hmm. That could be as well. It says here, um, he, he admits it could be better. Uh, he says Stephen, Stephen Shankland said it took about six minutes for him to see real time results trigger. So I'm confused. There was, a, and I get, there was a, uh, there was a technical issue. I think they talked about it had to deal with different people seeing it trigger at different times. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so, so it's not consistent across the board either. <laughs> but you know, it, maybe maybe we're we're jaded by how you know the internet is so instantaneous. I mean, if if you step back two years ago and you think about if we would have seen real time stuff show up two minutes after it happened, we would have been floored. Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe it's not as bad as we're thinking. Maybe we're just jaded about, you know, expecting more than we hey, we should be getting. So. We're meant to be the tough crowd. We're the critics. I know. But you gotta but, get their button gear. <laughs> but, but yeah, go if you if you want to read the details, Matt cuts his blog, he's got a post called a short note about real time search. Um runs down the timeline and, and some of the details that, that he wanted to to talk about yeah it, it'll it'll probably still be in the home page on monday so that's uh it's, i mean it's still there number one right now so and that was a few days ago so it's likely going to be there it's interesting it's a good read it's it's not very long but it's uh it really gets the point across and and all right fine it's pretty cool uh i do like the concept of real-time search i wonder if i wonder if i I should have checked before the show i wonder if anybody wrote about um bing's real-time search efforts and how it reacted to the earthquake and compared the two i think the problem is few people are using it (laughs) yeah i know it's hard to compare it when it doesn't exist (laughs) they're using it but not critics like we're just not using we're so used to google and frankly we live on every word because it's running most of our clients incomes yeah Um, true and that's the tough part for bing i mean they've really got to take it to a new level and it's not something you can do right away i mean they're doing a great job but this is gonna take time i know i know we talked about this last last show but when bing takes over the search results portion of yahoo 
and it's really only a two-engine world anymore, Bing and Google, Bing will start getting a lot more attention because it's now 35% of the market instead of, you know, two one's 15 and one's 20. Mm-hmm. It's a much bigger chunk, and it'll start getting much more attention. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to, to you know, being forced to do more work on it. I, frankly, I would love to spend time on it. It's just I go where the clients want me to go, and Google is the place. You know what's going to be interesting is I know personally for me and and my processes that, that we go through here in my operating procedures, right now we pretty much – just focus on Google because that's what the clients want. And so my procedures are built around focusing on Google. And when this merger does happen, I'm probably going to have to go through and rewrite a lot of procedures and a lot of things that we do to make sure that both engines are always covered. Totally. And, and, and who knows what else we're going to have to add. By that point, the Bing's integrated that we're going to have to add to our site to make sure that it, they get better results in Bing. Um, yeah. It's it's a, a new game. Hopefully they will add a few things because, well, it's good for us. makes keeps us busy. And yep. uh, it's I think it's good just for plain innovation in search. So, you know, sure, clients will have to, to fork out the time and the money maybe to get this stuff done. But it's good. It, it makes them that much ahead of the competition who isn't doing it. So, you know, yep. everyone wins out when the search engines make some big changes like that. And thankfully, of course, uh, back to the caffeine thing. Uh, thankfully, Google waited for that, and I haven't seen a full rollout yet. I don't expect we're going to until maybe mid-month. Um, but yeah, it definitely will happen by the end of the month. Yeah, it just depends on how how together they have everything going over there in the Googleplex. <laughs> the Googleplex. Yeah. Now there's how many Googleplexes? I don't even know. Yeah. Does everything get centrally figured out at the main one? I, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, they're all, all pretty big, aren't they? I think they have divisions. So depending on where you're at, which division you're in, you know, every Google Place has like a sales division and a AdWords support division. But like maybe the Gmail division is located in San Francisco instead of Mountain View or something like that. I don't know. Hope it's under a bunker, a big bunker, because I don't want that going down, man. Okay. <laughs> I live and breathe it. Uh, so. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to start rolling through some of the other stuff. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. 
Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Well, we were just discussing uh, the real-time reaction at Google to the earthquake in in San Francisco this week, and uh, now we're going to get on to some other points of our our little notes here. Um, Bing. Bing is an all officially... Uh, according to the CES conference, is now going to be in all HP desktops. That's quite a win. Now, are they going to be the default browser? Are they going to be like the default uh, search and like portal page? That's right. Nice. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that impacts. Yeah. I mean, now, whether or not it's the portal page, that's a good question. I don't know. But I do know that they, they are the default search engine on HP. And uh, that's going to... That's that's market share right there, and that's well fought. Good for them. Um, I like anything that makes Google work a little harder. Right. So, so what do you think? Because Google's like you know, like Google always does. They're reaching their fingers and tentacles out as far as they can in any direction they can. But they've got a big push recently into the the telephone. Tell them they just launched the Nexus One um, this last week. Um, is are they going? Are they diversifying too much? Do you think that Bing has an opportunity with the merger with Yahoo, and Google's focus on many things non-search related? That that's a is that going to impact Bing's opportunity? Bing, how does Bing fit into that? That's a good point. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean Google's such a giant that Bing's always going to be the second, right? And. And Microsoft's still getting its feet under them just in search alone. I mean, they couldn't mm. jump into that market if they wanted to right now. Mind you, they did note, uh, I think it's Windows 6. Point, uh, Windows Mobile 6.5, is it? I think it's 6.5. Mm. And, and that's supposed to be quite a leap. Um, not that I use it, but it's going to be quite a big leap. So that's, that's something. And, of it, course, Bing would be on that. Well, to right. me, it's, it's so interesting that these two companies are so... Microsoft and Google are so parallel in where they are in all the different marketplaces. I mean, and, but, but where they are in each place, they're like the exact opposite. So, so like in the apps area, you know, Word and Excel and all those Microsoft Office products are still the king of the jungle without a doubt. But Google is pushing forward, trying to, to make some headway there. And then on the other side, search you know, Google's the king of the jungle, and, and Microsoft is pushing forward with Bing. And everywhere you go where these two people are, are, these two companies are competing, it's like that. One is, like, way ahead of the curve, and the other is, like, trying to catch up. Except, I think, in the mobile market, where Microsoft has had their, their, their OS for quite a while now. It's, it hasn't taken on mainstream, but there's a lot of people using it. And with uh, the Android stuff coming out, I think they're fairly well equal in that market. You know, there's nobody... 
I, may, I could be wrong because I don't know enough about it. But to me, my impression is that they're pretty level ground there. It'll be interesting when they start like that, who's going to take off and who's going to really take control. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing that, that happened this week that uh, I, well, has happened recently, um, of course, during the CES, like you said, um, the Nexus One was officially released. What I love about, or was it, no, was it last week? Not CES, was it? I can't recall. Well, it's very, very yeah, recent. Recently. Very, very recent. But it, um, it's based, like you said, the Android system. And there's a picture, cartoonberry.com. Um, Barry Schwartz put a picture. He, he just bought the Nexus One, I guess, for the office. They're going to test some apps on it. And he's got it right next to his iPhone. And it's amazing how almost identical they are. Um, oh, I've not seen. It's, seen it, pictures. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And he doesn't have anything else on there in terms of detail. He's got some pictures and he's got the videos. For, it's interesting. But... Um, what I then read more about was that, uh, of course, Apple's got its backup. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, and Google's in this position where they're becoming a supplier of a hardware product, which is bizarre. That is true. I mean, it's very bizarre. But I, I saw an interesting opinion online. I wish I could give credit, but I can't remember who it was who mentioned this. It was in a comment section where they said that um, they felt that by Google doing this, they're really only just trying to level the playing field and keep Apple honest. It's it's a good point, you know. Um, Apple does use Google, but you know Apple, I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to make a buck. They're really, I'm going to get killed for this, but not much much different than Microsoft. They just happen to have a slicker and better product. And they seem to be able to create a really good user experience. Other than that, they're just well, as Apple, capitalistic as anyone. Apple has a long-time history I mean, the reason they're not as big as Microsoft now is because of this. They are very—they hold everything close to the chest. They don't have any um, anybody doing third-party creation. They did for a little while. They had people that were able to create Apple computers. They create all their hardware, all their software um, for their OSs. You know, uh, the reason that Microsoft was able to slay them in the market so bad is because they let other people build computers that will run their OS. You know, the only people that build computers that run the Apple OS is Apple. Yeah, well, they've had that kind of mentality for since the beginning. Totally, and and what I I thought was interesting was this. Uh, I think it was on Crunch Gear, or was Crunch Gear? I've been reading too much today. I can't recall. Um, was this awesome article on how uh, the knives have come out? It's all now Apple and Google at each other because, you know, um, uh, what's the CEO of Google again? What's his name? Eric Schmidt. Yeah, he he resigned from the Apple board because uh, they were just getting way too close, way too competitive. And of course, now Google has bought AdMob recently for mobile use for doing advertising, and Apple just uh, recently bought uh, Quattro Wireless, which is also going to do advertising. So now all of a sudden, they both have advertising platforms, and it's. That's going to be interesting to me if Apple gets into advertising sales. That is like something so out of the the range of what you think Apple is that I don't know how well it'll work. And the same goes for Google. I mean, they're going for a phone here, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. But, I mean, it's Quattro. It's not like they're buying a product. They're buying a company that already does it well. True. So, you know, what do they have to do that's different? They just have to innovate, and they're good at that. So it, oh, it's yes, they are. pretty fascinating. Uh, I, I, I see this becoming quite an interesting battle. I mean, that's why uh, Apple 
likely why Apple blocked Google Voice applications on its system. It's like, uh-uh. No, <laughs> it's, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the much anticipated rumored slash who knows what Apple tablet that's coming out sometime the next week, month, year, decade. That thing, supposedly, if the hype is, you know, what everybody says it is, is supposed to be, you know, revolutionary. So who knows what happens? You know, we were t- talking earlier today, and I think it was you and I, Ross, were talking about the singularity and, and the, the gentleman who thinks that everything's, you know, technology is increasing so fast that soon everything's going to be smarter than we are. And if Apple comes out with something like this tablet, and it really does revolutionize handheld devices, you know, it won't matter what that, the Nexus One and the iPhone, you know, how they compare, because everybody will move on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, they're still going to have the small units. Um, but you're, you're right. It's, it's definitely going to make a big difference. And, and Apple has, um, with this new pad, I, m- I remember reading um, another thing recently. Was an uh, Apple employee's comment? They didn't, they're not allowed to say much, but this person said, "You're going to be so. You're, you're going to have to get ready for a learning curve." So there's something very different about this one coming out. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, but you know, now you think about this, they've got Quattro. That's advertising space. That's now going to be um, fed to anything Apple, which includes this pad. So the slate, yeah, the wow. isolate, the isolate is yeah. it's a it's temporary designation. Everybody's calling it the isolate. Ah, okay, no, not, all right. Well, uh, you know, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back. We're going to answer some SEO questions. Yes, this is an SEO show. <laughs> <laughs> SEO one hundred and one will be back right after recess. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamrell, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We're just jumping around a bit for a while there, kind of CES-based tech stuff, but really it was advertising-based. You know, it is going to be Google and Apple fighting off with this new advert with their their perspective their respective uh, mobile advertising platform so it's, it's going to be quite interesting i guess it is pay-per-click concentrated but you, you know when's apple going to launch its own search engine that's what we need to know i was thinking the same thing i was like i wonder if they're ever going to get into search that way organic <laughs> people buy mahalo or i don't know <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Canis would love that. Speaking of, speaking of him, he actually did a really good comparison. If you go to uh, his um, one of his sites, I can't remember where it is. It's if you go to his all all top site, comparing the Nexus One and the iPhone. So it was actually a pretty good breakdown. All top, isn't that Kawasaki? Is that him? I get those guys confused all the time. Yeah, I know why. <laughs> they're they're both like so... the same person. <laughs> But but the interest and this this actually ties back into SEO. The interesting thing about that review is at the very end he had a little sentence that says, "By the way, Apple sent or Apple sent me or Google sent me two of these phones." Oh. That's freaking paid links right there, buddy. Hello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I trust. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, you gotta watch those. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's let's do our listeners a favor here, and I'm, hopefully they were interested in what we were just talking about. Let's get some questions answered here. Uh, why don't you take the first one? Well, it kind of ties into exactly what we were just talking about. Does Googleize really penalize for buying links, or is it just a rumor? Well, I can say as a, as a matter of absolute fact that you will get pulled out of the indexes for paid links. I've seen it happen, and, and I've seen the reverse happen when you remove the paid links to guarantee that that's what what it was in my opinion now not every paid link is going to do that to you but there are things that will get you flagged a good follow-up question then is uh, and i've had this happen and I've, i honestly i have always been a bit sketchy in my answer because i haven't really seen a, a, a really qualified time of removal and then time of acceptance again in google so have you seen that? Like, how long does it usually take once you've removed your links? If you're a pretty popular site, obviously, if you're just a moment pop, it'll take a while. But a decent site, if you remove those links, those paid links, how fast can you get back in? I, I'm not going to give any names, of course, but I've, I've worked with people who they came to me and they said, what happened to my rankings? They're gone. And so I had to go in and start digging around and figure out what happened. And it turned out, without my knowledge, they went in and bought some links. Um, some from some very shady links, links that anybody who actually does that would have said, okay, there's no way I'm buying these because they'll get me in trouble. This guy didn't know what he's doing. He bought them. So we immediately had these links removed, and we did nothing else. That's the only thing we did, and his site was back in the index in three days. Awesome. And that, this is a pretty high-traffic site, obviously. It was, it was a medium site. Okay. It wasn't a huge site, but it wasn't like a small mom and pop. Okay. Um, that's, that's good to know. Um, I mean, how about re-inclusion requests? How, how, I've seen mostly rumors about how fast that's worked. I, I've luckily haven't had a lot of clients I've had to do it with a couple, but really they just got their way back on. I'm not even sure that re-inclusion request did anything. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm sure they were doing either. Because um, you go to all this work to fix the problems, 
before you do your inclusion request. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if, if it wasn't like a hard penalty and it was really just an algorithmic, um, you know, filter and you go and fix the stuff and do your re-inclusion request, you don't really know for sure whether someone went and looked at it and re-included it or it was this, this uh, filter that you pulled yourself out from under because you fixed everything. Mm. So. Now, um, we've only got a few minutes and I want to get through a few of these. Now, one of the ones I, I just added quickly was <laughs> I've had experience lately where um, a couple clients have had problems with rankings and they've contacted me. Actually, no, you know, the, the reason they called wasn't even problems. It was like, hey, we need SEO. We think we need it anyway. And uh, can you just check out our site? And I checked through the site. I, in fact, I did an audit. And I was blown away that a very high-end company that had designed this site, very quite well-known, um, again, not naming names, but they had left no index tags on all their product pages. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had the exact same thing happen many times. What the heck? So, people, if you're having problems with your search engine rankings, do yourself a favor. Go and check some of the primary sections of your site. Go to the, like the homepage of your product section or one of your products or go to each section of your site and just view source and look in the header. So that's the stuff you'll first see right off the top and where it says meta equals you know the meta or sorry, the meta equals the meta tags look at all the different meta tags and see if you see anything that says no index follower no index no follower anything like that if you see that there question question it quickly I, because it's and i can tell you one of the reasons that i found out that why this happens if you're working with a design firm a lot of times you know design firms have worked with either seo agencies or they know just themselves that when they're in a development environment you don't want those sites being indexed and they'll put those tags in there in the development environment to make sure they don't get indexed while they're still working on them. What happens is that the developers do this, they build a site, they're done, and the site gets sent to another department in the agency to do quality control. That department doesn't realize that those tags have to come off before it goes live. So the designers build it, they're done, they, they send it over for QC, QC goes through, they, they approve it, and then it gets pushed live. Because QC didn't realize that those tags that were in the development area for a purpose needed to be removed before they went live. It happens all the time. And, and come on, people. I mean, just add a no one, uh, just add something to the a robots.txt file, and you're done. You don't have to do anything to stuff to page by page stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> the same thing happens with the no index robots.file. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. Go to your um, your main domain slash robots.txt and check that out as well. See if there's anything that looks like no index or or essentially is it uh, not no index. How did they put it in there? I've forgotten now. It's a disallow right. uh, colon space backslash. If that's in there, it's <laughs> allowing your entire site. You're not yeah. If you lose there. rankings all of a sudden, that would definitely do it. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't get to the other questions, but I've got more I've got, I'm about to add, so we're going to have to get into those next time. Um, What's your Twitter address, sir, John? Um, at John Carcutt, C-A-R-C-U-T-T. And mine's at Ross Dunn. So feel free to drop us questions, say hi, uh, follow us. We'll you know, you just, just get into some chats and you know, content the better. I, uh, I, still, I still have the Twitter list for SEO 101 users, and not many of you are contacting me. It's a pretty short list at the moment. Uh-oh. Let me know if you want to get on that list. Shoot me a direct message or tweet or something. Cool. Awesome. And... Uh, Keep in mind, everyone, that our show is, um, our new episodes are at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific every Monday. And uh, we'd love to, uh, well, we love the show. So thanks for listening. Definitely. Thanks a lot. Okay, take care.
The level of connection you feel in your home dramatically influences your experiences there. Get the tools to control that connection in your communities with the first multifamily platform that unifies management and resident experiences to create smart apartments. Talk to a RealPage consultant today to see how your properties can meet the future of multifamily with the Smart Building Suite.